You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, good morning, everybody. Hey there, it is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today is Cinco de Mayo. I hope you guys are excited. I have decided this is hands down my favorite holiday. My husband goes, I think you're more excited about today than you are Valentine's Day. And I said, I am. I actually thoroughly enjoy Cinco de Mayo. I love everything about tacos and clean margaritas and chips and guac. So today's going to be a great day. And before we kick back and relax and enjoy a margarita, because of course we are just looking for a reason to have a margarita today, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, we're going to talk about core values today. We're going to talk about leadership today. And I am going to give you some real life experience um, as far as how I develop leaders and then how I communicate my core values effectively because as as I've gone through the journey of launching my business all the way through to kind of where I am today, I've gone through a lot of shifts, a lot of changes. Gosh, I am not even the same person that I was in 2011 with when I started. And I'm sure that each and every one of you goes through the same kind of growth process. So before we get started, just a couple of quick announcements that I want to throw out to you guys before we dive in today. You guys, if you don't subscribe to the Women Inspiring Women podcast, head over to iTunes hit the subscribe button so you get new episodes dropped right to your mobile device every single Tuesday when they go live so you won't miss an episode. Second, will you leave me a rating and review? It helps so much for me to get in front of other business owners and share this podcast with people who need this advice and just, you know, strategy and mindset. And if you can leave me a review, tell me what you love But also, if you can give me a suggestion for a future episode, I would totally appreciate that too. I love reading your reviews. It is something I do every single week, and you have no idea how much I appreciate it. Third, make sure you tag me on Instagram stories. Use the hashtag WomenInspiringWomen. Tag at Melanie Mitro. I check my IG every single day. Love to feature you guys in the stories. Love to hear your biggest takeaways. And so I really appreciate that that you guys do. All right. And my last announcement is if you do not follow me over at Chic Influencer, you've got to go check it out. I get messages from you guys about how can I get business mentorship? How can I learn, you know, how can I work with you on an individual basis? Do you do private coaching calls? You know, how have you been able to grow your business from with 75 Facebook friends to what it is now and really be able to build a multi-million dollar empire with your husband at home and your two kids. Well, I drop all of that in my other business. It's called Chic Influencer and you can go find us on IG. You can type in chicinfluencer.com. You can see what we do, but we offer a community where we give live training every single month. 
We do private mentorships. We also do some business consulting. Uh, we have a couple of courses that we've launched and our latest one is called Laptop Lifestyle. It is Instagram basics. So if you are really having a hard time kind of navigating you know, your Instagram and want to learn more about effectively communicating and getting in front of your ideal audience, that's going to be a great place for you to check out. Okay. And then we just launched presets over there. So I shared this on my Instagram last week. So many people, the photography side of Instagram trips them up. And so we have an intern, an amazing intern who made us these beautiful presets that I use on my personal page. Katie uses on hers. We use them for Chic Influencer. And we decided to launch our preset catalogs to you guys. We've got some new ones that'll be coming. Um, but go check out our Bright, our Vivid, and our Chestnut presets. There are three different sets. So they can just wow your photos, really make a big impact, help you kind of step up your game and give things a cohesive look and feel. All right. Gosh, sorry. So many announcements happening, but here is the scoop. You know, as, as I've been going through the past 60 days and really, you know, quarantine life for me personally here in Western Pennsylvania started on March 16th. I decided that I was going to go into quarantine as one person. And then I made a very conscious effort to say, I'm going to come out of quarantine as the better version of myself. I decided I put that stake in the ground that very first week when things just started to go completely haywire that I wasn't going to let this define me. And there were some key areas of my life that I had continuously been putting on the back burner. I don't have time. I'm too busy. You know, work is too demanding. I would get busy with other projects. I would make excuses. And it was definitely my own personal mental health, which you know, I talk about that so much. I've done so much growing over the past 60 days in my my journey to really embracing, you know, myself, embracing the anxiety that I've struggled with and to really uncover the reasons of why I have this deep-seated anxiety. Secondly, I really stepped up my leadership because I realized that as a leader, and I'm sure many of you are the same way, I was hitting cruise control. And not that I wasn't doing great things on my platform. Those of you that follow me might even say, Melanie, I don't know what you mean. How could you have possibly been on cruise control? You've been creating and launching and doing. And while yes, I have, there were still some key areas that were causing me to have some, you know, just disarrest. I just really was you know, just unsettled and and sort of like feeling like things weren't jiving the way I wanted them to. I was feeling kind of distant and guilty. And, and so this whole quarantine made me say, my leaders need me and I need to show up for them. And I really stepped into this leadership role and embraced some areas that I really kept it at arm's length. And I shared this with my team that, you know, in the past, I would let people get really close to me and I would have these close relationships and I would call my team, my family, and they're my best friends and we travel together. And then I got really hurt. I got really, really jaded by some of my very, very close business partners. And I, 
you know, in through that entire experience, I started to put up a wall and I started to say, you know what, I'm not going to let people close to me because I don't want to get hurt. And I'm not going to personally, you know, let people become my friends. You're just all going to be my business partners. And I really kind of went the opposite end from it's a big, happy family and we're all best friends to you're just all my business partners and I just have my friends and I don't need anybody else. And this past 60 days, I started to go out and find information about how I could be a better leader during times of crisis. And what was revealed to me were these connections that I was making with other people and these subtle very subtle messages that were like, you need to be a better leader. You need to be a better listener. You've got to develop people. You've got to pull your leaders in close and you have to get to know them as individuals, as humans. And that has been what I have been working on behind the scenes is not just people that are in, have a leadership title in my organization, but I have peeled back the layer of my entire organization. And I have begun really developing relationships at the ground level because the only way to create leadership in an organization is to develop people. And so I'm making this radical shift because it's really what I love. I love developing people. I love seeing them, you know, blossom and grow. And I understand, and John Maxwell affirms this for me. He says, you are going to get hurt again. You know, there is going to be somebody that disappoints you. There is going to be people that leave your organization. You can't prevent it, but that is the price you pay for leadership. And, you know, the price of, and it's so, the reward is so much greater than the risk. When you see people succeed, you know your heart is in the right space, right? So that's kind of the, that's the North Star. That's the focus, the direction that I am moving in is really developing people. And so over the past, you know, 60 days now, I have been having very individual conversations with people. I stopped doing things sort of in mass quantities and I started reaching out and not just saying to people, what are your goals? But why are those your goals? You know, what lights you or your soul on fire? What do you feel like are your blind spots? And you know, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What can I help you develop? And so sometimes it is, I want to build a business, but the gap there is their own confidence. And that means it's confidence in their health and fitness. So for some people, they say to me, I want to build a business, but it but what they're really saying is I'm not very confident and I need you to support me on my fitness journey. So I've got people that are sending me their trackers every day. I have put together groups of individuals who now are working together towards common goals, started to kind of group people together. I've added some mentorship calls to my schedule where it is just, hey, leaders, come in on a Friday. Let's have like a hot seat. Who's doing, what are you doing that's really working? And what are, what can I help you with? And elevating other people in the organization that are doing great things. It doesn't even need to be me. I'm really putting other people into the spotlight. And in this process of really getting to know my people and why they're struggling and asking really good questions, I've begun to realize that my blind spot was relationship building. That if, and it's not that I don't care about people, but I tend to be guarded. And so the minute I started to let my guard down, and instead of being just focusing on whether you're producing or not producing, 
and asking some very simple questions, I'm able to unlock some things in people that is helping them to have the confidence. And the fact that I believe in them is helping them continue to make steps forward. So let's talk a little bit about what I'm doing. Let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. Um, I'm going to unpack this for you because it's been really impactful. I'm seeing some growth, some momentum for my people. And I, you know, where I'm at right now, and even just to kind of paint the picture, I've been doing network marketing for nine years now. So it'll be nine years in July. That's a very long time. And I've always been a top producer. And when I say producer, I've always had sales through the roof. I've always been at the top of the company, top recruiter, top, top everything, you know, I've kind of checked off all the boxes. But my one thing that, you know, in leadership is making that shift from being a producer to being a leader. And for me, it was I needed to, and for all of you, you don't make that shift until you have lots of potential leaders. You've got people. And when it comes to network marketing and specifically, I know a lot of Beachbody coaches follow my podcast. You know, at one point somebody said, when you have five coaches that are five-star diamond, you've got some serious depth in your organization. You're developing leaders. That's what you want. That's creating some sustainable income. So I look at that, but then I'm even saying year after year, am I developing new five-star diamonds, right? Am I helping new people not just reach the first leadership rank, but I, am I helping new people year after year establish that leadership rank? And that is super important. So that's something that I've really been focusing on. And so some of the things that you really want to look at is, are you a leader or are you a producer? And when you look at the categories, right, of those kinds of people, um, you're looking at producers. They are people that just concentrate on the tasks. And maybe you do this analysis for yourself. Do you just concentrate on the tasks? Do you, a producer feels indispensable in what they do? Like nobody can replace you. Um, a producer is somebody that is tunnel vision, right? They think to themselves, how can I help? That's what they think, but they ask, what can I do? Producers produce through adding. So you're just focusing on doing. You're doing. You're putting up numbers. You're leading the sales. Like you are the one that's doing all the things. A leader doesn't necessarily abandon being a producer because you still have to have your own funnel, your own pipeline, but you actually start to begin to get really good at your team right? You feel a little bit of responsibility for what others do. You start to share a team vision. You think to yourself, who can help us? But you ask, what can we do? And you produce through multiplication. So I think first and foremost, we have to say to ourselves, if I want to be a leader, I need to start making that shift from producer to leader. I must make the shift from me to we. So if you're a good producer, you know how to personally contribute to an organization, but you need to start thinking, how can I get every individual member of my team to start communicating, to start contributing to that mission? And that starts at the basic level of building relationships with the people on your team. If you're naturally a task-oriented person, this is going to be hard for you. And I know a lot of them. I have a lot of them on my team. So what I'm going to suggest that you start to do is getting to know your people. 
like really getting to know your people and connect with them. What are some ways that you could add value to the people in your life? So for example, this morning I'm working out and I was thinking about two people in particular. Two people that are, they did really well in their first month of the business and I can see they're getting stuck. And I know that their sticking point has to do with some of their personal things that are going on. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to say, I'll keep you accountable. You can send me your nutrition tracker every day. I'll send you mine and we'll keep each other accountable to our fitness results. How does that sound? So I didn't just say, you need to invite more. I peeled back the layer to say at the foundational level, she's not feeling confident in her skin. She's like getting down on herself. So the best thing I can do is actually say, let me support you in this way instead. Or I was thinking about somebody this morning that was going in for a doctor's appointment and instead of messaging them midway through the month to see where their points are, I messaged them this morning to say like, how did your doctor's appointment go? All right. So there are going to be times where you are going to have to make sure that you're really getting to know your people as individuals, right? That you're not just skimming over the details that people are telling you about their personal life because you want to get to the business stuff. When you find ways to lift people up, when you are really looking at people for who they are and look, figuring out what their strengths are and leveraging those strengths, right, and elevating them, Literally, it changes the game. So that is something I want to encourage you guys to do is say, do I know my people? Like, do I really know my key people? And your answer might be no, and that's okay. This is a good gut check. Now we want to go and make sure that we reach out to those people. Okay. And even as I'm talking today, I'm like, Ooh, I had an idea. I had just an idea. There was somebody in my team who is a producer and they just messaged me last week and they said, you know what? I'm great at putting points on the board. I'm great at, you know, um, signing up new people, but why do I feel like I'm just kind of stuck? And I thought to myself, I bet she's stuck in the producer mindset versus the leader mindset. How can I help make that shift from doing task oriented to vision? So one of the things I did over this weekend um, is I went into my team page and I try to do this on a regular basis. Almost once a month, I share my vision. And so this month I went in and I said, you know what, guys, I want to talk about my core values. And so I said, you know, we have a large organization. We have a very big team and we've had a lot of success that has happened over the past month. And with success comes comparison. When we see other people succeeding and maybe we're not, haven't gained that momentum yet, or maybe we're stuck somewhere, we can easily start to compare. We can easily start to compete with one another. It can easily start to make us second guess what we're doing. We can begin to shut down. And so I went in and I said, look, here's what I want to talk about. Number one, as a team, core values. I believe that communication is absolutely critical to the health of an organization. And I went on to say, to describe what communication is, because when you say you need to communicate with me, some people are going to think like showing up for a team call is communication, where when I think of communication, communication is if you are having a hard time, you do not just Homer Simpson, have you seen that GIF, Homer Simpson it into a bush and you know, just fade into the darkness and think, oh, Melanie's not going to notice I'm gone or I don't really matter or I'm just a number on the team or because I'm not a top producer, then, you know, she's not going to, she doesn't care about me. And I said, listen, you guys, I'm a people person. 
I am the kind of person that I care about you, whether you're putting points on the board or you're not putting points on the board. I care about you, whether you're a challenger in a challenge group or you're a top in my downline. I said, you're all people. And at the core of why I'm here is because I genuinely love helping other people. Do I expect you to do your part? Yes. But do you hit roadblocks? We all do. But I can't read your mind. And if you don't communicate when something isn't going the way you expected or when you've hit a roadblock or when you need advice on something, instead of saying, I don't want to bother her, she's too busy, that's my job. And so I went in and I said, communication is important. In order for me to help you navigate through a challenging situation or experience, you've got to bring it to the light. You've got to bring it to me because I've got nine years of experience. I can walk you through just about anything, all right? We can come up with a solution, we can work together, and I can hold you accountable. And so I really called my team out and I said, if you're that person that is Homer Simpson Simpsoning it or you think you're not good enough or don't deserve my time because you keep quitting, that's, that's, your, that's on you if you aren't going to bring that conversation to the light. So we talked about one of my core values is communication. We communicate as a team. That is really important. And this is what communication looks like. Secondly, I said to them, you know, another core value is we, we do not compete against one another. We collaborate. When I elevate somebody on a team call or when I shout somebody out in the team page, it's not because they're better than you. It's because I want you to look at what they're doing and I want you to say, wow, they were super bold. I bet I can be a little bolder in my content. Or wow, that girl is rocking, you know, her business invites. I'm going to listen to her wording and maybe I don't need to do everything that she does because that's not always my style, but could I take a little bit of what she's saying? Absolutely. I sure could, right? You know, so it's not about competing or comparing, but it's saying, what can I take from other people that are doing the business and elevate myself and make myself better and challenge myself to step out of the comfort zone? And so we talked about, you know, collaboration. We talked about competition. We talked about working together as a team and our tribe and, and honesty and clarity and authenticity. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to put this in writing. I'm going to put this in the team page, but I needed you guys to know this is an important part to me, that these are our core values, that we're solution-oriented, that when we come in here, we do not complain unless we're going to have a solution or we're asking for a solution, right? And so it's just, it really, when you say those kinds of things, it gives people permission to air their dirty laundry. I got messages saying, I'm that girl you talked about. I'm the one that just faded into the darkness. I'm that person that didn't think I was good enough. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you are. Let me help you. And so it's really allowed the doors of communication to be open because a leader's job is to be right there with the people. A leader's job is not to be sitting on the throne far away from the people like all is mighty. I am better than you. No. A leader's job is to be in the trenches with the people, having conversations, developing the relationships, asking great questions about what you can do to help. It's not elevating yourself to a different level where you're untouchable or unapproachable, right? That just puts more of a gap between you and your people. And really great leaders know how to bridge that gap, okay? All right. The last thing that, I mean, I did a lot of things, but the last thing I'm going to share with you today is I started to look at my organization. I've got top leaders that I mentor differently than these leaders in between. 
And the only way that I'm going to develop the next wave of leaders is to start pulling those people together and putting them in an environment where I can mentor them. And so what I did was I created a, a group where we I pulled some leaders that are not necessarily ranked leaders by their title, but they show coachability. That's so key. I want you guys to pay attention to who in your organization is coachable. Who in your organization, when you ask them to do something, they actually do it. Who in your organization, right, do you, you, do you connect with that is just, they've got some great ideas. And so I put them together and then I said, we're going to run this, this action academy and we're going to all pitch in. And I told them that, you know, my expectations, I have a sheet of paper here. You can probably hear me wrestling. And I put these girls together. We did a zoom call. We got on a call together and I said, we're going to run this action academy and we're going to teach our, our new people. We're going to teach our people that need help with inviting and following up and adding to their contact list and social media. We're going to teach them the business basics. It's going to be very action. And I want you guys as leaders, I've, selected you, hand selected you because I see potential in you. But these are the things that I am requiring of you. You have to be responsible for your organization and your business. You need to be a leader, right? You also need to take initiative. That means that you don't wait for me to delegate what we're going to do every single day. You pop in there. You go in that group, you go live, you share what you're doing, you're action-oriented, you're doing the work, you're showing them the conversations, but you're taking initiative. You're adding value. You're creating and adding value. So you're being creative and you're thinking of ways that you can contribute to not just your people, but to everybody in the group, right? And you ask questions. It's so key for people to ask questions as, as leaders. And these are the expectations that I have for people that I'm going to personally mentor. And I expect for them to show up and do their part. I expect if I'm asking you to be a part of this group, I'm expecting you to show up and do your part and to contribute in the group, to contribute to the project. So if somebody asks you to do something that is leadership Make sure that you follow through, that if you are going to commit to something, that you actually do see it through, that you're not the person that just kind of fades into the dark and is nowhere to be found. So, you know, you guys, this has been great because I'm watching people and here's what I'm doing. I'm looking at this group as not just mentoring new people, but developing these leaders. I'm looking for their strengths. I'm looking for their blind spots. I'm looking for ways that I can then encourage them to be better in their organization with leadership. And I love it. It's so much fun and I'm truly enjoying it. And I don't expect every single person to develop into rock star leaders, but my goal is just to get people to the next level. Can I just help develop them a little bit more? Can I help shine a little bit more light on the situation to help them reach their fullest potential? So you guys, when it comes to leadership, I will tell you that good leaders ask great questions, your foundation for successful leadership. It's a book by John Maxwell. Love the audio version of it. Listen to Audible. It's John Maxwell. So you either love them or you don't. I, this is where I'm at in my business. I want to know how to lead and develop and leading and developing means that I've got to get out of the woo woo motivation, rah, rah kind of personal development. I got to get into the tactical stuff of how I actually lead and develop other people. 
And that's just where I'm at in my business right now. There's another great book. It is called, you know, Mentoring 101. It's just a small pocket guide by Maxwell. That's another really great place to start um, if you are just starting out too. But you guys, I hope that you can take some of this content, some of the things I shared with you today, and start thinking about how you can lead people. And leadership is influence. And I want to encourage you to become a positive influence to the lives of other people because the more you become influence influence to others, the more you get out there and, and develop relationships and help people to see their fullest potential, the more that your business is going to grow, the more your vision is going to grow, the more your passion is going to develop, and the more you're going to find more opportunities where you can make an impact. All right, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Women Inspiring Women podcast today. Your host, Melanie Mitro, signing off for another week. Bye, guys.